Well, Chrissy, great to have you back today. Great to be here. Today, we're talking about a wonderful subject called maturity stages. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I knew you would. And I, we hope our listeners will enjoy it as well. Let me tell you why this is important for singles. One of the, you know, uh, you, you'll remember the time when uh, I was in grad school and we had four kids. Yes. Yeah. Well, just challenging time trying to do all of that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very much so. So during that time, um, you know, I learned about this idea of maturity likened to the rungs on a ladder. Yes. Yes. And without having certain developmental needs met, an individual could not advance to that next proverbial rung on the ladder. And it was just one of those aha moments for me as you and I had been working with individuals that desired to get married, premarital couples, of seeing places that they got stuck. Yes. And that's something that all of us, it really bonds us together. We all get stuck at different uh, places in life. And this concept of learning the maturity stages as a single person, I really believe is so helpful for those that are going to, uh, they're seeking to be married. So let's, uh, let's really dive in here. It really explained to me this maturity stage concept so much of the proliferation of what people call a man child in our day or a woman child, if you will. And that's used tongue-in-cheek, but I, I have a lot of grace for this condition because there is such increasing brokenness due to all sorts of trauma, neglect, selfishness, sin. It's just a big deal. My why number two, this is such a big deal, is because you and I, we hear so often, mainly from young women, correct me if I'm wrong, that the men are just not mature. Now, this is not intended to throw men under the bus. This is just what you and I have heard over the years, and people are saying, women are saying, where are the mature, marriageable men, which is really where I coined the term marriageable in a, with a desire to do something about this problem. But to do something about the problem, we all, both men and women, need to recognize what it is that helps people mature in the stage before they're married. And so Christy is going to take us through just a few bullets here. And what these are, these are needs that every human being needs developmentally from age 13 until they have their first child. So presumably the majority of our listeners. So Christy, if you can just take us through those bullets. Alrighty. Well, the first one is a rite of passage. Okay. So that one, I just makes my ears perk up. So tell, tell me more. Keep, just keep, keep going. Uh, go through them. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Second one is time to bond with peers and form a group identity. Next one would be inclusion by the same sex community. So guys with guys, girls with girls. Okay. Um, next one would be observing the same sex using their power fairly. Okay. So um, I need to see, uh, you know, when I'm, let's say a, an 18 year old dude, I need to see other 18-year-old dudes using their power fairly and not unfairly. Keep going. Okay. Being given important tasks by community. Guidance for the personal imprint they will make on history. One more. And opportunities to share life in partnership. Okay. So of those, we don't have time to go you know, to treat them fully as they need to be. So I want to just address three, and those are rite of passage, 
important tasks and guidance. And I think that our listeners um, are going to benefit from isolating in on these three rite of passage, important tasks and guidance. So first of all, rite of passage. Yeah. Can I say something? It seems to me from reading that list, which it doesn't look like we're going to be able to talk about these today, but that it's very important um, in this process that they have people that it's like males to males, females to females, where they're having modeling of what this looks like. Is that what you mean for those different things? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just was curious. Yep. Rite of passage. Here we go. This is some type of a ceremony. Okay. It's a rite, R-I-T-E. It's a ceremony where the older generation is incorporated and that older generation calls the younger generation forward, listen, with blessing, but also with accountability. That's <laughs> oh, good. I like oh. it. And so what the, what the older generation, and we just did one of these for Jaden, uh, who's our 12-year-old. And what the older generation is saying is we will no longer treat you like a child because you need to begin contributing back in a more responsible way to the family, to the community, and more broadly to society. Okay? So that's what a rite of passage is. And without this, what research finds, and we've seen this, people flounder. They lack courage. They lack confidence. And they are unsure of themselves if they can perform certain tasks, namely the cultivation of a family, commit to and love a spouse and children, etc. This is a huge problem. And I believe that God is going to do something significant in it in this generation because it basically, without it, it sets people in the position of an orphan or a perpetual dependent. So, so what do you recommend for this? Well, I have many, many thoughts, but I, I recommend for the majority of people to have a mentor figure to perform a rite of passage ceremony for them. Uh, and we have a simple document that guides people through this. Um, we can make that available. And we, we do these with our own kids, you know, at ages 6, 12. And our kids are not yet at the next one, 18. But we will do one also at age 18. But you can do a rite of passage at any age. And I would say you need to do a rite of passage if you haven't done one in order to mature. So let me pause here and bounce it to you. What is we because we've done these for our boys and our girls. Mm-hmm. What have you observed not only in the ceremony itself, because you've been part of most of those, but also in any of the fruit of it that you've observed? I, you kind of almost at, at the time you see a little bit of the puffing of a chest, um, in the sense of like, and you, I mean, in a good way, in a good way, not in a prideful way, but in a way that's like, Oh, I'm part of something greater than myself. I think that it's that calling up that I'm reaching a new stage of development and, Ooh, I, have what it takes to do it. Even, you know, when we do it for our six-year-olds, it's, they're still very young, but it's, it's a, there's pride in it. And I think it's a, um, they're excited to be called up into more, um, in what I've seen from, from our kids. And I think it's super impactful, um, it, for the people when the one you did with Jaden, our 12-year-old, you had, the grandfathers and the uncles 
speak into him different things of what it means to be a man and for them to impact someone in the younger generation for Jaden to hear his grandfathers talk about what it means to be a man and what they see in him. I mean, the generational um, influence and impact that's having is great. But I did want to say something um, for the for people to have hope because I think sometimes you might hear Jordan talking about us doing it with our kids at 6, 12, and 18. And you're like, well, I'm 30 and no one has ever done a rite of passage for me. And that's the beauty of just this whole marriageable message and the process is that this can happen anytime. Like, yes, and we do want to grieve with you in the places where that you might not have been initiated. You might not have been called up when you should have, but that doesn't stop you from that happening now. And so I want to just provide hope for people that wherever you are, whatever age stage in the journey that God is a redeeming God. And he is going to, if you ask him and really pursue it, I think he's going to provide the opportunity for people for whatever stage and not to get stuck and like, Oh, well didn't happen to me. Then I can't go forward. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So the other thing, other part of a rite of passage that I want to emphasize is the place of blessing. There is something about, like you said, Jaden receiving a blessing from the older generations that is important, powerful. Um, these words of blessing, these affirmations, they're not uh, canned. They are sincere and they, they're, they are deposits into whether you, like you said, a 30 or 40 year old person or a 12 or a six year old person that that individual can carry with them for the rest of their days. So, um, that's the, the rite of passage. Now, do, go ahead. Do you uh, recommend always having some kind of symbol to market? I know for, yeah, I, 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 you know, for Jaden, we felt like for him, uh, a lion was the image of courage. And so we got him a ring that he could either wear or he could put on a necklace or he could just have in his room. But the idea, it's the idea is it's a, it's a token and it's a gift, but it's one that they are able to look back on and be reminded, oh yeah, the things that were spoken to me were to put courage in me. And there's also an, there's a bit of an identity. It's not fully, but there's a bit of an identity piece. Of, I'm not a child. Like these older men in my life or for women, these older women in my life, they see this in me. He probably doesn't always see himself like that. But when he is able to see that simple token, it calls him it both reminds him of the blessing, but it also calls him to account to live out of that place that the older generation um, has spoken over him. So yeah, I, uh, I would, and it doesn't have to be like what we, it was not expensive. So it doesn't, people don't need to recoil at, Oh gosh, you know, I've got this time investment. I've got to do a gift. No, it's a, it doesn't have to be an expensive piece. It just needs to be a meaningful token that accompanies that rite of passage. Okay. So very good. So we've got the rite of passage. Again, this is under the overarching uh, concept of maturity stages and what people need. Now we also, we're going to bundle these next two together. The idea of being given important tasks by the community 
and then guidance for that personal imprint that they the individual make on history. I, we're going to go in reverse order. You and I have talked about this in parenting, giving children important tasks. They cannot develop if they are not allowed to have not just fake, hey, go do this little thing, but you know, genuinely important tasks for the community. So in that sense, a family, uh, it's very, it's very important, but they have to have guidance in it. And that's, I know that's where I have missed it as a parent many times is the entrusting of the task without the corresponding guidance, uh, for the, for the individual. So what Christy, as you think about those two important tasks and the individual being given those, and then the idea, the concept of guidance in it, what comes to your mind? Helping a person mature. Well, I think that it helps a person recognize that they are, that even that they can live for something greater than themselves, which I think helps with the maturity, right? It's like, I'm a part of a bigger system here on this earth or, you know, world and my community. And I actually am not just, I think the maturity piece is recognizing that I'm not just letting life happen to me, but I'm going to take the God given gifts and talents and things that he's given and contribute to, to the group or the community I'm a part of in a meaningful way, but you, you need to be taught how to do that. And so I think that that's why you're saying the guidance, right. Is showing someone how to do that and not just leaving them on their own to figure it out because then they're most likely you're going to fail some doing it. And then that, just, oh, no, 100%. You're going to fail. But without being entrusted with it, they get to a job, they get out on their own, and they don't feel like they've ever been given anything of substance or weightiness and the fear of failure, you know, all sorts of stuff. And so, again, you can be 30, 40, 50, and you might say, well, I've never been, my employer's never entrusted me with, well, that's okay. That's not that's not the end of the story. We but we do need to find uh, communities where we are entrusting individuals with important tasks. And then let's talk now about the giving of guidance. I know I've heard from you, uh, and I've experienced this. So many people we talk to or meet with. This could be like in the church. This could be uh, just out in the community. They're looking for guidance. They want help in making decisions. They want to do the right thing or they want to know how to make, you know, choice A, B or C, but they so are, uh, are desirous of guidance. What do you think that's, what do you think that's about? Well, I think it's two part. One is if they don't have someone like have never had a parent or older figure that has showed them the way to do things, then they don't have confidence and they have probably missed that rung of the ladder of just the training and the teaching. And so I think that, um, I think it goes back to confidence and just needing people to show them the way so that they can go through it and know how to do it and, and be confident that it's okay if they mess up and that they have what it takes to make whatever those decisions are, whatever task that they are doing. Um, that's what I would say. I do have a question though. What, yeah. what would you say, 
you know, to a person who says, well, I want to be entrusted to meaningful tasks, but how do I go about doing that? Like, what would your piece be to guide a person that wants to grow in maturity? How to get that? You know, it's what you and I say all the time. It's being faithful in the little. And I I really believe something that I've heard uh, for years, which is if you have a heart to serve and let's just say contribute, you're never going to be at a loss for things to do. And I think the person that says that needs to examine their probably their attitude towards an employer or towards an organization. Many times a younger person, usually through youthful zeal and arrogance, believes they are God's gift uh, to the institution. And so therefore, they don't want to do the menial task or the small thing. So I, I say you go, you find an organization, you find a leader within the organization and you say, I am willing to serve in whatever capacity that you need someone to serve. I will stack chairs. I will mow grass. You know, I will water plants like things that I will coach a six year old soccer team. Sure. People aren't going to be those aren't things that people dream about doing. Yeah. But without doing those things, which are character uh, builders, they're not going to have the inner stuff for when the larger responsibilities come. That's where character is formed. So that's what I would say to that individual. Let me let me end our time by telling a, a story about uh, about guidance. It's so important that people receive. So we're you and I right now. We're trying to give words of guidance. We're thinking, okay, the person that hasn't had the important task entrusted, how can we guide them in that? So important. And I remember this happened twice. One before you and I were married which was a long time ago. And secondly, before we had kids, which was also a long time ago, I remember reaching out to every older man that I had any type of significant, like legitimate connection to. And they did not all respond to me. It's fine. We bless them. But I asked for their wisdom as I was entering these new stages. And uh, it was so helpful. Uh, Some of them wrote me letters. Some of them wrote me emails. You know, and I I didn't ask them rocket science questions. It was just like, hey, how can I be a good husband? Hey, how, you know, I've never, because I've never been one. I'm I'm about to have a kid. How can I be a good dad? What would you say to me? You're 30 years older than me and you've done, you've done these things before. And please be candid with me. Tell me both sides. Like tell me things you've done well and tell me things you haven't done well. And it was so helpful to have those words of guidance um, in those stages. And so I, we just close this time blessing our listeners to to reach out, you know, to uh, it can be one person that, you know, and you can just say, hey, can I buy you coffee? And could you share uh, can you share some life stories with me on both sides of the coin? Because I want to mature. I want to grow. I want to become a more marriageable person. Can I say something too? Absolutely. Close this off. I think a lot of people want a mentor and to have someone like that. And so find one, ask the Lord to reveal one to you, and then be faithful in recognizing when you do spend time with this person that they are 
giving you their time. And mm. so being very respectful with that time of, of showing up on time, being mm. prepared, not canceling, thanking them for the time and things that they tell you to actually put those into practice. Wow. This is, this is great. This is, this is the best part right here. <laughs> so, because I think that what happens is we want a mentor because that feels good and someone to talk to and tell them all our problems, but maybe vent to maybe process, but the real purpose of a mentor is for you to do a lot of listening and to their life experience and then implement, right. And implement what they say. And I think if you start doing that, you'll, you'll start going up all those rungs of maturity on the ladder that we talked about because you are doing what they've said. So that's my short little exhortation at the end. Oh, what a, what a great closer. Well, Chris, I look forward to being with you next time. Okay. Uh, as I get challenged, uh, listening to words, words of wisdom from you until next time. Have a good day.